Welcome to the Coach Sedge Podcast, dedicated to teaching, sharing, and learning the game. Appreciate you joining me today. I'm Steve Kramer of Kramer Basketball and the Coach's Edge. If you're watching on YouTube, the reason I put this up on here as well is because uh, with our coaching podcast, I know it's pretty much all coaches that listen, but I want to put it on YouTube because I think this would be beneficial for players as well. So on this episode, we're really breaking down two things. I think that they can help from a coaching standpoint as far as how we teach our players footwork and mechanics. That's one of the things I want to talk about. And that's primarily what you hear about getting a wide base. A lot of coaches talk about getting a wide base for balance, whether that's uh, shooting, whether that's finishing, ball handling. And the main reason that I hear a lot of coaches talk about getting a wide base is so that they have more balance and so they have more strength. Now, I would agree with those two things, right? But what I see is players that can use a wide base to really be effective changing direction, right? Handling the basketball, catching the basketball, ripping and driving. But here's the thing that many players make a mistake of. They'll get in a wide base, right? But if you think, if you think of a kid in a stance, maybe it's more like a defensive stance, a dribble stance, whatever you have in mind, you're picturing that stance. I want you to picture the shin angle of those kids. Where's the shin angle? Is it basically foot, she, knit, foot, she, foot, shin, knee, essentially in a straight line going up? Or is there some angle where there's the foot and then inside of that is an angle with the shin leading up to the knee? Which angle is it? And in weightlifting and, and deadlifting, I know it doesn't look like it, but I, I enjoy lifting some weights myself. It makes a lot of sense to have more of a vertical shin angle because we're pushing up, right? We're pushing up on that squat. We're pushing and pulling on that deadlift. Uh, when it comes to handling the basketball, changing direction, there's huge benefits to having a shin angle where my ankle or the bottom of my shin is farther out than the top of my shin, which is more angled in because we want to get into what we call a side foot load, right? Are you familiar with a side foot load? We're able to load our body and literally push laterally so that we can get into a change of direction. And that doesn't necessarily mean lateral movement. That could be pushing to the side to go forward, pushing to the side to go backward. When you think about getting ready to change direction, do you feel like you can change direction when your feet are underneath your hips or when they're getting wider outside of your frame? It's an easy answer, right? For, for all of us, body mechanics standpoint, when we get wider, we're able to push, right? And get into a, a change of direction. So although you may be teaching your kids to get wide, I would take a look at their shin angle and say, is that shin angle something that's actually going to produce some force in the floor, allowing them to change direction? And you can literally go on YouTube and watch some dribble moves, players being explosive, changing direction, offensively and defensively, and you'll be able to see what I'm talking about. Take a look at the shin angle. Think of it this way. Look at a sprinter. Where's their shin angle? Where is the shin angle pointing to? 
forward because they're trying to generate force. They're pushing the ground backward so that they can gain momentum and go forward. And it's the same thing when we're trying to change direction or move laterally. If we can push to the side to get into our direction change or to even gain momentum going forward, that has a ton of benefits. Now, the other thing we talk about with getting that wide base and having a nice wide shin angle is it's going to allow us to be able to get by wider defensive players in a stance. Like if I'm trying to go fast and explosive forward, but my base is more narrow, right? My shin angle may be angled more forward. Well, there's a defender in there. So I'm going to have to literally angle away from that defender, getting off of my driving line, and then try to turn my hips and get back on my driving line. It's much easier to demonstrate on the court, Stu, from an audio standpoint. So I hope that's making sense. Compared to a kid who has a wider frame, they have a shin angle that's essentially angled in. And so they're able to side foot load. They're able to be shifty, be bouncy, be able to push right push left and be able to get into that change of direction and, and because they're in that wide base and they have that nice shin angle they're going to be able to attack in a straight line instead of kids with that real narrow base right or even somewhat of a wide base but those shins are more going up and down they're going to actually have to turn their hips more or less to try to get around that defensive player which is much 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 slower so it really we really do a we really emphasize with our players having a really wide base that we talk about the shin angle, talk about the side foot load, being able to push laterally to get downhill going forward. And this allows us to keep our hips on the rim and it's going to drop our shoulder to be strong on the drive uh, compared to players that play smaller than they should, more narrow than they should. And that really hurts you as a ball handler. And in my opinion, it's, it's not even an opinion. You're just making yourself less athletic than you actually are. So that's the first tip, right? When you're working with your athletes, get them to get that wide base, right? Anytime we're really trying to shift, change direction, take a look at the shin angle and not just where their feet are and saying, oh, yep, they're wide. Just because they're somewhat wide doesn't mean they're going to be shifty and able to change direction. The other thing that I wanted to mention real quickly was shooting. And this tip will be a lot shorter. You know, we work with a ton of, a ton of players. We worked with over a thousand players this past summer. And a lot of those players, the content was regarding shooting the basketball. Something I'm really passionate about teaching, right? So we ran a ton of shooting camps. I think we had one stretch where it was five straight groups that we worked with. We talked shooting. And anywhere I've ever gone, Anybody I've ever worked with, the best shooters also had the most persistence, right? Nobody just picks a ball up and is a great, a great shooter. And so, although mechanically, there may be some things to be desired, even among some great shooters, they all have that characteristic, right? That they're extremely persistent with what they're working on. They're consistent they are uh, very detailed in what they're doing and that gives them a chance to be successful. So as you're working with your players and you're trying to get them maybe to 
possibly make some tweet some tweaks from a technical standpoint. Encourage the behavior. Encourage the behavior that great shooters have in common. There are great shooters out there that have different types of shooting mechanics. Sure, they have some things in common, which is what we teach at our camps. But they have some, sometimes some pretty big things that are different. But the behavior is the same. The behavior of being persistent, of continually working on their craft, being hungry to get better, right? Of not being satisfied with, boy, I can make seven out of 10 from every spot when I go around the three-point line. I've seen, no, I'm going to make eight out of 10, make nine out of 10. Like how many can I make out of 50 shots? And that's honestly, I shouldn't even use that as an example because that's more block reps and we do very little uh, block reps actually. But let's say we're doing one of our, one of our shooting drills and it's a four shot series from an elbow cut to a, a flare shot, to a drift corner shot into a shot fake pull-up. Let's use those four examples. That's out of our Clay Thompson shooting drill. And they go for 90 seconds and you just, so what if you have the best score on the team? I want to get a better score than whatever the high score is, right? That's the mindset that great shooters have. And so as a coach, instead of praising the result and harping all the time on the tweak and the body mechanic, did you change that yet? Did you change that? There? Did you get your left hand out of there? Did you get your feet a little bit wider? How come your left foot is too close to your right foot? Instead, when you see the behavior that you want to see, praise it from a technical standpoint and also from a persistence, from the, the consistency of players putting in the work over an extended period of time. Praise that thing. Praise it, praise it, praise it, because that's going to make a huge impact on them as well as the other people around you. You got to remember, words carry weight. And as a coach, your words carry a lot of weight. I've been positively and negatively affected, right? Whether I, I you know, you, I should or shouldn't, that's a, that's a whole nother thing, but by coaches that have said things to me, right? From being a little kid all the way through my, my pro career, because as a player, you look up to your coaches. The words that they say carry a lot of weight. You value their opinion. And so understand it. I mean, your words could change a life. Right. And when it comes to shooting, promote and encourage the heck out of the behaviors that you want to see. And if you do that, I think your players are much more likely to embrace some of the tweaks from a technical standpoint that you would like to see. All right. That's two tip Tuesday. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you watching anything I can do for you. Please let me know. Uh, subscribing, positive rating review goes a really long way. That's the lifeblood of podcasting. Um, and so we'd really appreciate that. If you're curious about coachesedge.coach, how we're serving coaches around the country through our online resource site, through the monthly meetings that we have, presentations, guest speakers, roundtable discussions, it's a blast. I mean, I can't tell you how much I feel like I've grown as a coach just from being around other coaches and just that positive community where we're all trying to learn and get better from one another. It's a really cool place to be um, with some, with some really special people that I'm glad are a part of the coaches edge. So if you want to be a part of that, or you're curious about learning more about coaches coach, hit me up. It's contact at Kramer Thanks again for listening. And as always get after it today. <laughs>